Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ngakudi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. For the episode for the week of August 14th, 2020, the belated spookiest day of the year. I'm your host, Ken, <laughs> and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. And Gray. What's happening, dudes? Not too bad. We're, we're still going over a blowover from Kenji, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> Yes, we are, because that's been on my mind lately. Yeah, but with that, what have we been listening to, besides sketchy, obviously? <laughs> um, so, not too much, although I finally got to listen to Uru's Orion Blue album in whole, and by golly, is that album good. I mean, you can hear the power and the emotion in her voice, and there's some of those songs that just had me in tears. It is absolutely gorgeous. And also was listening to some Kanaboon, some Horia Yui, Indie, and oh, a little Kodakumi in there, and some Banana Lemon again, and Arashi, and that's really it. So just a hodgepodge of music this week. What about you, Gray? Yeah, no, I've also been listening to Arashi. I've listened to their first album twice this week, and... My God, those guys are fantastic from song one, album one. And if you if you if you have not checked it out, go on Apple Music. It's all there. Yeah, I listened to that twice this week. I've also been listening to Hiragana Kamiyato drop their latest album this past week. And I've been listening to that. And that that one was surprisingly really good. Uh, the last song on the album, I believe, is amazing. I've listened to that on repeat. And they had two covers. They did the cover of the fourth One Piece opening, Kokoro no Chizu. And they actually do a really damn good cover of that song. And the other song, not nearly as strong of a cover, but even more noticeable, is it's Flo's song, Go. And I'm like, eh, they, it does not quite work as well. But they, they, you know, they give it a shot. They do their best. And I applaud the uh, attempt so to speak. It's not terrible, but it's not that good either. But it's, it's a pretty solid album overall. It's only nine tracks, so it's, it's kind of a little bit on the small side, but I, I, I thoroughly have enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've listened to it twice a day alone. Also been listening to a little bit of LOL, a little bit of High Five, uh, just, you know, the, the usual suspects, uh, Ayumi, which was done by I- Ivy, it's also a really good song. You know, just like the usual suspects in rotation, but yeah. What have you been listening to, Ken? I'm surprised you didn't ask, or you didn't tell me about about the the other group you've been listening to since you just brought this up this morning. I, I've been listening oh, to yeah. Lucky Lucky Tapes because their, their new single, yes. Blue, just got released. And you were asking me yes. about 22 because you were saying that that is a fantastic epa which it is it's a very strong oh, oh yeah well. I, I also listened i did listen to that sorry i knew there was a group i was forgetting and that's why i kept mumbling and stuttering because i was trying to remember the group but yes yes i was listening i listened to their their new single blue which is really good really good my favorite song by them so far is still 22 like oh, my yeah. god yeah. that song is just really good <laughs> But yeah, it's, but you know, the whole EP was pretty good. It's only like, what, three, four? No, I think it's like five songs. Yeah, it's uh, about five songs. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's just a really good EP, and still listening to Lucky Tapes. Can't wait to talk about them again here in a in a few weeks. Like, I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. If I I, I kind of already know this answer because I'm pretty sure they're going to be high on your top five. Where would you place them as of right now? If you were to place them, I'd have to relook at the list. Probably two or three though. Mm-hmm. Ivy will be probably my number one. Yeah, yeah, probably because you were talking about them so much. Yeah. So. God. I love those guys, but Lucky Tapes is pretty high on my list. I'm not gonna lie; like they, like they're really, really high. I, like I'd have to relook at the full list, see who all we're talking about. But right now, if we had to do it today, they'd be number two. Yeah, like Blue it featuring Koji Koji. Like she is also another fa- fantastic vocalist that I would love to kind of do a music corner on in the future. She has like, great pipes. Yeah, great yeah, pipes. probably probably not Mwah. this round, but probably our next round of of artists she'll probably be on there because she's popped up in a bunch of our other music corner alums songs she popped up in sodane's tracks a handful of times she teams up with him a lot actually so she goes around and kind of just teams up and collabs with whichever kind of artists around this usual style because she usually sticks with this this type of genre so oh i'd be totally down to listening and checking out more of her work because she has she has really good vocals I, yeah I would be down she for that. is a She's a vocalist that is definitely going to be on the lookout for the future. So besides Lucky Tapes, I've been kind of going back to Syrup again, uh, speaking of Music Corner alums, and going to Keiju, which is another R&B rapper type of artist. I think you would really, really like him, Luna. So it's... It's, it's kind of funny because we'll, we'll get on this later because this week's Music Corner is actually was a little bit of a breakout from when I discovered him a couple weeks back, but it'll be interesting to kind of hear your guys' thoughts. I, I would love to hear that. Besides that, there's Free, which is done by Polka Dot Sing right there, new digital single that was released, uh, I want to say, about a month ago. I finally caught up to go around and listen to it. It's all right. I mean, they, they had a very, very strong year, in my opinion, in the beginning, but this whole slump of who just... Everything that's been going on with the crisis and everything after trying to rebuild has been, it, it was all right. Let's just say that much. There there wasn't much songs that I could kind of go back to. Besides that, I was listening to Ghost Like Girlfriends, uh, Bake no Gawa. That was it, was, it was decent. It's the newest thing that he done this year and it was, it was all right. But nothing too out of the ordinary uh got keiju did syrup uh, teo teo is also really good his rngp is amazing like there's a bunch of like a lot of future music corner artists that i would love to d- dive in eventually that uh, we'll possibly do <laughs> but with that you know since we're kind of doing a hangover of Kanshi right now, unfortunately, we weren't able to do much on the site and news size-wise. So I kind of wanted to bring this topic up, or I guess, Luna, you wanted to bring this topic up about, you know, anime and how it kind of shaped the music industry overall because a big thing of anime is obviously the openings and ending theme songs. And how did you guys... I guess, how do you guys feel about, you know, discovering artists through that and kind of seeing, like, the popularity of an anime makes a popularity of an artist just shoot right up? Or even more so, if a popular artist gets p- 
pit with a bad anime do you how do you feel about their their stock going down from there so i want to kind of hear your thoughts about that so why don't you kind of go ahead first luna Sure. So this kind of came up just because it also ties into uh, we see some anime singles on the charts like Love Live and Idolmaster. But it's not just that. Look at Lisa, who Gurenge has been on the Oricon for quite some time. And even though Lisa was, you know, has been popular before Gurenge, look at Sword Art Online. That was one of the breakouts for her, Fate Stay Night Zero. And I will say, the first one I heard, and I'm just going to use Lisa as an example of how I got into her, would be Oath Sign from Fate Zero. And I had no idea who she, wa- who she was, but that was such an epic opening theme song. And hearing stuff like that really can make or break not only a show, but the artist. And I feel like she's had some great ones. And like you said, there's artists who've also had some very, very bad you know song or like the song was good but the anime was bad and i can tell you one i finished months ago called gilgamesh and kodakumi did the opening theme song crazy for you and the anime is horrible it's awful and but however i still love that song and i don't think it hurt her stock because it was on her feel my mind album and that album sold very, very, very well. So I just feel like it didn't match the show, and the show also was not very good. But, you, you know, you see there's a lot of artists as well who really, that's how people get into them and get to liking them, you know, especially if they only watch anime and they don't know any other way to find artists. And it's a great way for someone to experience them or for even people in Japan who might watch a lot of anime but aren't really into the music industry as well or don't know the newest artists. And then they hear something and they're like, oh, that's really catchy. That's really good. I need to see who this is. And I feel like Boa was one for me with every heart. I didn't really, I knew who she was, but it didn't really hit me until Inuyasha when she did the ending theme. And there's a lot of artists like that who I feel like the songs have done really help make them or it could also help break them, you know, and that's a really big thing. And there's also artists who just do anime music and that's all they do. And unfortunately, it you know, if they don't do anything else, it, it doesn't always go over well, like Yuria and Shuffle. Hashimoto Miyuki, you know, there's a lot of those who might have popularity in Japan, just never hits to the U.S. But it's just such an interesting feature, you know, as a part of it. And with Lisa's new single coming out, and with Gurenge and Demon Slayer, I mean, Lisa's getting worldwide recognition. And then you think, you know, and it brings me back to look at all the other artists who no one probably knew of worldwide until they saw the anime and i feel like that makes a big difference and i can think of like even like bleach that was a big breakout for a lot of artists like scandal did shoujo s and that was my first listen you know of scandal yeah that's the first introduction for scandal for me too and like a bunch of handful of artists for example overworld overworld has was a big part of bleach when they first started and 
orange range and things like that you probably wouldn't be a fan of them i wouldn't have been so engrossed with the japanese music industry like i have been if i wasn't hooked from d techno life so it, there, there is a, a commonality about that and i kind of want to poke your brains about this for just a little bit do you guys think that the song technically needs to match match the mood of what the anime needs to be or does it need to just be a a good song overall i think it depends it really if it's a really strong song i think it can get away with a lot of things yeah if the song is kind of okay or whatnot that then it will really depend on me the case in point I, I like to use is Miwa's ending for the third season of My Hero Academia, the first half of it. Not that there's anything wrong with that particular song. Update's a great song. But that is a very heavy, very depressing story arc and, and really like one of like the like gut more gut-wrenching arcs to watch. And so like you'll have like some serious crap going on on screen, and then eight seconds later, it cuts to this bubbly pop yeah, song. Yeah, kind of pop like, song. Yeah. yeah, it just ruins the mood, and it and it makes me feel a little sour about update in a lot of ways. Again, I do think that's a good song, and I do enjoy that song, but I I just feel like it, it does kind of mellow the mood. So it really depends on the situation, and and stuff like that. I think I think it's a very much case by case basis. But there's been times where it's like uh you like I'll watch an anime and the opening or ending theme doesn't really match what I'm watching show-wise, but the, the song is fantastic. The case in point I, I usually like to make is Parasite the Maxim, the ending theme being It's the Right Time by Daichi Miura, because it's just such a lovely, beautiful, and wonderful song. You wouldn't expect it to be at the end of a horror anime. And the, 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 the subject and subjects and themes that the song touches on do go hand in hand with the show, which does help a little bit, but still it's just this gorgeous, beautiful ballad at the end of this bloodbath. You're just like, I don't know about that, but you know, I, I absolutely fell in love with that song. And, and had I not watched Parasite the Maxim, I wouldn't have become the Daichi Miura fan that I am today. So, you know, it really goes in, in, in different ways. And I, I want to pivot back around to what Luna was saying there for a little while, you know, because, you know, I think really the there's a symbiotic relationship that artists have with anime and vice versa, because, you know, there's people that check out shows that they may not have otherwise because they find out that there's there, there's an artist that they like that's doing the opening or ending theme. And that's usually the the positive of doing these sorts of things. And, you know, I've, I've I said this on our triple A artist spotlight if you haven't checked that episode out by all means go ahead it's fantastic but you know triple a did the opening for common writer deno and that thing was massive in japan and they were still very early in their career and it it really helped launch them off and i just genuinely believe had somebody else done that opening besides them they might would have had a different career because I mean, they're they're probably known for other songs, especially if you're a later fan or you're not into Common Rider. You wouldn't know them for the song, but it really put them out there in the ether and in the atmosphere, and like it just helped them grow. So oh, no, no, that's yeah. completely one hundred percent correct. I wouldn't know who Triple A was as a whole if I didn't 
watch Den-O. Uh, yeah. And not not to shame AAA because I already knew who they were and they were they were like the Odyssey were. If you weren't paying attention from them from the beginning, it's kind of hard to get into them. <laughs> yeah, I could see that argument. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of just daunting just to look at their discography and kind of be like, oh, well, I guess if I'm listening to a sh- or watching a show that I hear one of their songs close to 50 times, I am most definitely going to be checking out another piece of their work. So, and with that, with, you know, Gray's opinion on that. So my, I do agree with him completely. It really depends. It it can go either way for me because they're ones that they're tracks that I'll hear for a song. I'm like, Oh my God, that fits it perfectly with the show. And then there are ones like, why in the hell did they put that as a theme song? Because this does not match. And despite something not matching, if the song is really good, I will freaking love it no matter what. And I've gone that way with several anime that I've absolutely loved the theme song, despite it not matching. And also ones that even if they did match, I might not have liked it. It might not have been my taste. So I would say for me, it depends on the song, but I can also understand the relation to the show. And like, you know, using Update like you did for an example. I love Update as a song, but it does not fit that at all. It just, it does ruin the mood and it does take you out of the moment. However, I, since I heard the song before I watched the show, for me, I could easily take it out of there, but I, it did irk me that they put that as the ending, because I'm like, they shouldn't have done that, it didn't fit, you know, and despite that, you know, there's still, I, I love me one, I have a soft spot, but going on from there, you know, like, Full Metal Alchemist, the original, had so many great songs that fit with it, that's like one of the ones that got me into so many so many artists as it had a ton and lark was one of them that was a big one for me because i had no exposure to lark and seal before that and that kind of got me into a whole separate genre that i've never experienced before and and stuff like that you know and all those songs fit with full metal so well and i feel like a lot of it relies on a composer like rase fan wolf's rain they had Sakamoto Maya and either Yoko Kano, Yuki Kajida, any of those composers. Like, they're so good at mixing the artists with the music that it's just flawless. And that's something that just makes me love it and flow as one. And then there's some you can just pull right out, pull the song right out of it, and you still love it. Or you don't, you don't, how do you say, you don't match it with that particular anime. You can just listen to it as a whole. So, but I will say a lot of them like we were talking about make and break them and you get new artists who come in and do theme songs and it can make their careers shoot up it can get people to recognize them or they can drop off the face of the earth and you never hear from them again and there's one i can think of in particularly i haven't heard from in a while and that was kylie and she did a song ending theme for gundam unicorn and i want to say she did one other anime and I have not heard anything from her in years. And I absolutely love the track for Unicorn Everlasting was fantastic. And I liked her music. However, that was one that just kind of, it just fell kind of flat, I'm guessing. But Imer also did a song for Gundam Unicorn. And that was like, boom. So I feel like maybe it, dep- it depends on some of the moods and maybe what some people like and don't like. But 
it's just one of those things that's really hit or miss for some people and it really can make or break an artist and it can give them a good push if it does make them and that's something early they do I mean it can rise them to the charts and Lisa's a great example of that Imer um a lot like a lot of the seiyus you see who done you know done music like I have a soft spot for seiyus like Mizuki Nana if you look at her she's done so many fantastic theme songs and then she's also a voice actress so I think a lot of that makes a big deal I'm kind of curious to hear some of your thoughts on Ken on ones that for you does it make you know how do you think it makes it or breaks an artist no, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you guys were saying earlier. It's just, like, there, there are certain songs that just don't match. But over time, it kind of just, it, it kind of just matches the theme of what it's going on. Like, one, one of the bigger things is, I'm, I'm watching Major Second right now, which is a baseball anime. And Ide Reo did a song called Answer for it. And the song makes no freaking sense until the second of the till the last episode of the first of the first part of the season and it only made sense now because it's a love song and it made no freaking sense to it until you watch the last couple episodes because it, it makes no sense to the you're you're putting this this hype up for this romance that's gonna happen in the anime that doesn't come to fruition until the last two episodes and then you're already gonna change the song so there was there were certain things like that and there are songs that kind of just turn the anime to crazy levels. One of the animes that I think of is Death Note because you listen to Maximum the Hormone, that song, it just brings the absurdity to what that anime ended up becoming to, to 11. Granted, there might be people that don't like that song, but there are just what it ended up becoming just ends up wrapping it a little bit more. But there, there's a couple things I do want to think of, or I want to play a little game here. If, if you were to say an anime or or an artist, do you immediately associate to an anime or an artist? Like for example, if you say Inuyasha, do you think of Boa immediately? Or if you think of Boa, do you think of Inuyasha? Is there artists that do that, or songs or series that do that for you guys? If you say Sakamoto Maya, the first thing I probably think of is Escaflone. And then Wolf's Rain, and then probably, oof, there's a couple other ones following that. The, sorry, my brain, Tsubasa. But there are some that, yes. And if I think of Inuyasha, I think of Do is Infinity, if you want me to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you say Boa, though, I'm, I'm actually not going to think of that. I'm probably going to go with Valentine or Alanis Princess, or I would be like K-pop or J-pop. So I think it depends on the artist and what they specify. Like Mizuki Nana, I'd be, I would think of, I would probably think of a couple of her albums first. However, then I would be like, do you mean as a voice actress or do you mean as a vocalist? Because with some, it can go either way. And, or like if you would say Fullmetal Alchemist, first thing I would think of is Lark and Seal. Then I'd probably think of Kitari Nana. And same if I would hear like them today, like someone says Lark and Seal, I probably would think of Fullmetal Alchemist Ready Steady Go because that's all Adult Swim played because they didn't have the rights to the porno graffiti one, Melissa. 
they couldn't pl- they never played it so for me yeah there's certain ones i would incorporate with a certain artist like if you say haruhi first thing i'm going to think of is hira no aya now if you say hira no aya first thing i'm going to think of is monstar because <laughs> that's my favorite but or neophilia however I, I totally see your point because there are certain artists you associate with certain things. If you say Shimo Kawami Kuni, I'm going to think of Full Metal Panic. And I'm going to think of Minami Kaze from the second season. So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. What are ones that make you gravitate if you hear a certain artist or hear a certain show? Do you think of something specific? Well, I know for me personally, uh, like if, if anytime I think of Inuyasha or anything like that, like I think of V6 because I've always felt like that changed the world opening the very first one. I felt like that was just such a defining thing for the show. I felt like it fitted the theme of the show really well and gave you that sense of adventure and awe and wonder. And, you know, anytime like we talk about Yui or anything like that, I think about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And, you know, just... Bleach. I, see, I don't know her from Bleach. I didn't watch that show. So, like, wouldn't know. She did two theme songs from that. <laughs> News to me. I do know her from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Because, I mean, that, 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 that is my favorite anime of all time. And that, that anime is just, oh, so good. It, it depends on the artists. There are some artists that... It, it's weird because... Like, Parasite the Maxim is the anime that introduced me to Daichi Miura. But when I think of Daichi Miura, I don't, I actually don't associate him with Parasite. I associate yeah, him with Yeah, it's the same with Kamen Rider. Yeah, yeah. no, it, that's totally understandable because that was his breakout song because it was extremely freaking popular to hear it out in public. And like I said, it was the first tokusatsu song to be performed at the Koagas. <laughs> yeah, well, and so- sometimes, like, especially, like, common order openings, like, they kind of, like, try to work in, like, themes and ideas and stuff from the show, and excites, like, one of the first few ones where it just felt like they just picked the song to be the theme. Oh, yeah. Because no. it doesn't they, have pro- anything to do with what the they, show's about. <laughs> they probably just relied on Daichi to do the song. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's a case-by-case basis, and I think See, I'm trying to think if there's like any more artists that I like, all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, that anime or, or something like that. Like, what about I can think of. Blue and Count? Well, I can associate them with a couple of anime because uh, the first anime that I heard a song by them in this and what introduced me to them was Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans because they did the first ending Survivor which is a great song oh my god i love that song and and to this day i think that's my favorite song that they do but you know i wasn't crazy about polaris being the opening of my hero but going back and watching it with my fiance i gotta say that song's grown on me quite a lot i actually woke up one day with it stuck in my head so that's that's a good sign i guess yeah it's grown on me i still wouldn't I'm not crazy about it, but it it's it's pretty good. And I will say Polaris does fit the mood for the first half of the season. Yeah. But I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil anything for, for uh, my hero. But, you know, it, it just depends. Spy Air has it, been one, like one of those groups where it's like, I, you know, they did like the third opening to Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blade Orphans. And I love that song to death. And I've gone and I've listened to... 
more of their music and the spe specifically like the album that Rage of Dust was on. I that was the only song I wound up liking. I didn't like the rest of the album at all. But that song is oh my god, that song's good. The one of the other really interesting cases is Man with a Mission because they've done so many anime. Like I love Raise Your Flag by uh that they did, which was the first opening for Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. But I think this I think the anime I associate them with is Log Horizon because Log Horizon has one opening and it's database and it's a 52 episode series and they just announced season three. Uh, yeah, I was, I'll, I'll be, I was, I'll, 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 go ahead. I was just going to butt in and just say, I don't associate them to, with anime to be perfectly honest. Cause I, I, I was like, what songs of anime have they did? But you were just naming anime that I just don't watch or I wasn't watching during that time. So I, I didn't watch Log Horizon or anything <laughs> Yeah, they've, they've done the first opening to Iron-Blooded Orphans. They did Database for Log Horizon. They they did Seven Deadly Sins, and I think, the second it's... opening. <laughs> they they've they done done several. They, they, done several, yeah. They but. did something else, too. What was the one that I I really liked by them? And it was an opening to an anime, and I can't remember. I don't remember. Not I, I thought it was something with Bleach. I thought yeah, that... it was something with Bleach. No. But I know I'm wrong because it's not Bleach because it hasn't been on for a while. Yeah, Man with a Mission's pretty current. And it was one that I really liked when we heard, and it was on the Her something Horizon album. Sorry, it's been a while. Yeah, honestly, for me, like if 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 you were if you guys were to say Inuyasha for me, it's gonna be Dream Take My Me Will. Under. <laughs> oh Take my God, under. Dream My Will is so good. Take Me Under that was the one I was song. thinking of. That is a good song. I feel like I, I mean, honestly, that's the anime. song that I immediately think of. I mean, I like Fukai Mori and Duo's Infinity. A lot of people mm -hmm. would probably think of Duo and Infinity and Boa, for that matter, for for Inuyasha. But no, My Will is oh, the that is song such... and the ending for me. Like I said, I, I went to Odaiba just to ride that stupid Ferris wheel and do the stupid shot like how it was in Inuyasha. I because mean, I, me, I, me and Luna wrote that. Rode that Ferris wheel too <laughs> together. I should have played My Will on there because I love that song and I bought that single just for that song and I also have the album with it on it too. Oh, that, that song is so good. And, and that ending, how I mean, to be fair, we, like Inuyasha's got so many openings and endings, we could be here all day just talking about Inuyasha. Yeah, we can talk about Inuyasha just in general. Hey, mm. I would be down for that because I've been <laughs> craving to rewatch it, and now that I they're have really hyping the sequel series, I'm oh like, yeah, they they announced like, oh, the God, the the CUs for the sequels, and one of them is is really really a really good seiyu and she's she's part of bang dream so i'm pretty sure she ain't gonna come out for bang dream stuff for a while because of this <laughs> but yeah it's yeah. it's it looks like to be an all-star cast as of right now well and see i feel bad because i never finished inuyasha <laughs> i so i went I online watched... and read how it ended because i just because i wanted to watch final act but i didn't watch so final act yet since i watched like the original series the original yeah I'm... I think I've only seen up through season six. I don't even think I've seen season oh, seven. Oh, geez. So I watched all 167 episodes of the original, and I remember at the ending, I got really upset. It was 1130 at night, and I screamed, that's how you're going to effing end the show. <laughs> so I woke my my mom overheard me, and I dropped the full F-bomb. And I was in, I think I was in high school at the time, and she's like, what are you doing up at 1130 at night on a school night? And it, I think it was on Adult Swim, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was on Adult I was Swim. Pissed, and I was so mad at how it ended. And I tried to explain to her. She's like, "Nope, go to bed." 
And I never <laughs> forgot that I was so upset. See, you know, because of where I live, I don't, I don't think of Adult Swim as it being late because Inuyasha was always eight thirty for us. Wow! Oh, mine it was, was like eleven, eleven thirty. It yes. was well, it was midnight. To, yeah, midnight for me. Yeah, it would, so. our our Adult Swim block here would start from either eight or nine, just depending on if there was daylight savings, because we we're based all of our shows, the major cable networks were based off of like California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Like, all the timing-wise, all all of our stuff is is according to that. I mean, there are certain shows or, like, networks that did accumulate to Hawaii time, but for the most part, some of the bigger ones went with California time, so I I didn't have to say. What was fun is, if I did end up missing the episode, if I just stay up three hours later i get to rewatch you it get to, yep i did that because oh. there were a couple times i did that and another one i want to call out for the amazing music is gundam seed is if it weren't for that show that got me into tm revolution well actually i take that back rainy kenshin got me into tm revolution oh, kenshin. however yeah oh, i love kenshin My and God, however kenshin. gundam seed got me into tamaki nami and that was someone who that was her first single was believe from gundam seed and that made her because she ended up doing Believe and Realize for Gundam Seed. And then she ended up doing Reason for Destiny. And to me, like, she had a huge success with Sony. And it was part of it was because of Gundam Seed and Believe was a huge successful single. They had a remix single later for that and Realize. And I want to say, if it weren't for that anime I and Pop Japan TV... I never would have heard of her, and I freaking love her for that, and the music was so good, and Seesaw was also one of the ones that it was oh, dot .hack. Yeah, like, if, if I, dot see, hack if and I think of C. dot .hack, it's immediately Seesaw, because they did a majority of their songs. Yep, they did. Was it, they no, did. Like, was, did they do, like, that entire series? Because I think they did, like, yep, they did all the sign, openings, and I think, like... They did sign the, the OVAs, Legend of the, the Twilight. games, and... Yeah. And Twilight, and I think the the Chibi anime one also. So, and I think they did Jiu. Uh, they were heavily involved with that series, like very heavily mm-hmm. involved with that series. Oh, they were, yeah. yeah so that like, was like a big thing for me. If we're talking about game series wise, then yeah, that that that's the <laughs> that's their their thing. I immediately think of uh, Seesaw. Yep. But. Yep, and that was, you know, there were some, like, I still love the music to Gundam Seed, and Fiction Junction, Yuka, was the main one for that, and I never would have realized that Kajita Yuki, that was one of her side projects, was Fiction Junction, and she did different ones based off Vocalist. That was a huge one for me, and Nakashima Mika did find a way for the one of the ending themes. Yeah. And, I, I mean, there were just so many artists that you don't realize do all these fantastic songs and tracks and you know and you hear them in a show and there's some i'll go out of my way to watch a show for a, a song to be honest so so gray i gotta ask you this if if i were to name or say one piece what is the the theme song or the the song that comes to my artist comes to my one i say one piece so i know i'm going to catch a lot of flack for this because a lot of people associate the guy that did the, the original opening yeah with yeah for we are for, yeah, yeah yeah and i can never remember that dude's name which, which goes to show you that's not going to be my answer to the question because <laughs> i do think we are is a great great song i think it's, it catches the spirit of the anime and it's one of the few anime openings that was actually wrote for the show. And we go as a response song to that. Just 
you know, they're both really, really fantastic songs. But the song that I think of is Folder 5's Believe, because that, that just winds up being my favorite opening theme song for One Piece. But that, that too, I think, captures the spirit and heart of the series, because that, you know, like one of the things that Luffy is is just this self-confident. I mean, he's cocky to a fault almost, but, you know, he believes in himself. He believes in what he can achieve and what he can do. And for a person like me who has really struggled with the bulk of their life being being able to believe in themselves having self-confidence and you know believing that you can achieve and strive for your dreams these are these are things i have struggled with my whole life that believe really just resonated with me that like like let's just go you know the, the future's out there you can grasp it you know believe and you will succeed and you know that to me is the song i think that really encapsulates one piece to to a t and it's just mm. really like my absolute favorite now i was reminded of kokoro no chizu earlier mm. today because hiragana kamiyato actually did a cover for it on mm. um hrgn which I did not know uh, at all. And I was standing in Walmart earlier today and it came on. I'm like, is this Kokoro no Chizu? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just blown away. And and then they say one piece in the song. I was like, yes, this is Kokoro no Chizu. And so, and they misspelled it in the Apple store. So that, that was another thing that kind of threw me off. It was Kokoro no Chizu. I'm like, what's Chizu? I don't know what that <laughs> is. Uh, probably because they... T- took it from the katakana oh more than likely but that's another song that is heavily associated with one piece and usually is winds up on a lot of lists of like best openings period for one piece Mm. and it is pretty good it's pretty high on my list too like so this is to go to the both of you because i'm not too sure how how familiar you guys are with the series but if i were to say naruto would there's only one correct answer I'm going to beat you both if you don't say the right answer. Well, <laughs> do you want the Japanese name of the song that I can never just, remember? Or do you want just give English? me, give me the band. Don't give me the song. Asian well, Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> well, I also love Asian Kung Fu Generation. I forgot they did songs for that. No, I did because I was not a Naruto fan. I never was. So when yeah, I think of Asian I, I, Kung Fu Generation. I one of you guys that I wasn't really Bleach. a Naruto fan. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Is me. <laughs> So when I think of Asian Kung Fu Generation, I think of Bleach and After Dark, but I also think of Full of an Alchemist and yeah. Rewrite. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So you got, you got, you got a couple of but, couple of couple of things I, that they did. They also did. Uh, they did Far and Beyond as the second opening for Naruto. Yeah. Oh my they god. They did Erase. Erase is probably one of their stronger ones. Riri is because they re- Riri. Did, they I re- actually loved they Riri. They did Dead Song for it. Yeah, I didn't know I, they did it for a race, but I'm familiar with the Naruto songs because I love their. Yeah. Uh, what album is that? It has like every, like every one of my favorite songs on it. Yeah. Sp- speaking of Naruto and and things like that, like the other band that I think of when I think of Naruto, because there's two, there's two that comes to mind. Flow specifically is Asian Kung Fu Generation and Flow being the other one. And yeah, that's mm, what I've been saying. I've that, been saying Flow. I would say there's three to be perfectly honest because Flow Flow was in in the early day of Naruto, but what happened after that kind of boon took over for that. They did so, like three songs, yeah. well, I think. I never got into Shippuden, so like yeah, 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 I only yeah. watched base Naruto, and I read I think like the first fifty some odd volumes of the manga. 
So yeah. I can talk about things that happen in Shippuden, but I can't talk about... You can't talk about the war or anything like that. Yeah, or, or, and, and specifically, I couldn't talk too much about the openings and endings of Shippuden. I did love yeah. the I did love the first opening. That, that song like, uh, Let's say this much. If you see any clip of someone doing the Naruto run, that the song that you most likely listen to is the song from Kanaboon. That ore watashi aro. Yeah, that's I never that's got kind that far. Yeah, that's kind of bad. Yeah. It's in Shippuden, and it's probably their most famous song that they're most known yeah. for from Naruto. And Ikimonogakari is the other one I think of because uh, of Bluebird yeah. and Hotoro no yeah, Hikari. And you got Bluebird. Bluebird was the song that put everyone on the map for them. And yeah. for any inspiring vocalist to become that strong a vocalist, they sung that song. There's. Uh, Yokoyama Yui, who is the so-called general manager of AKB48, auditioned with that song. And that's how good that song is for inspiring artists to become like them. So there, yeah. there's ripples of that in the industry. Obviously, if I say Digimon, you're going to think of Butterfly and Kojiwara. Well, well, to be fair... I know nothing of Digimon, to, so that's to be great. Fair, I'm, I'm more familiar with the Saban... Yeah, yeah, just about one. Yeah, because yeah, you, you know it wasn't until they they did try I was able to really start listening to Butterfly and stuff like that. Yeah, so. like for for me because I well I've watched the I watched the English and then I watched the Japanese because I watched Dark Masters in Japanese like I've told you guys. Yeah, and that's when I was I was familiarized with Koji Wada's work with Butterfly and then the Digivolution song. Yeah, that is freaking amazing so I, I i will i will say even though i was not able to grow up with it once you go back and you hear butterfly you get mildly pissed <laughs> about the uh the song we did get uh where they just repeat digimon ad nauseum <laughs> yeah but so th th there's a yeah. couple things like that i wanted to test the big three and then obviously if i were to say gundam as a series overhaul what what artists would bring it out for you Two Mix is who I usually think about because Two Mix, because the biggest gun, especially they did in America, wing, though. is Gundam Wing, and Two Mix did all the openings and endings of Gundam Wing. I I love just communication. I love rhythm emotion. I I really wish they would put Just Love on Apple Music Store so I can download it because that ending was fantastic and that that's who i think of but i do know with gundam it, it's going to be solely dependent on the series that got you into yep gundam. that's what i was gonna say it yeah, really depends say, on the it's... first gundam you saw and that you love the most i mean like for me because i was exposed to wing first but i loved g gundam g gundam is g good. good g gundam is good i don't I, I i fell in love with g gundam more than i that i that tells you this much. I haven't watched a Gundam series ever since. There's been series oh, that I, I tried to go back in. I tried Builders and stuff like that because it is it dealing with that whole community. But it, yeah, I just, I, I just never hooked me. My, another friend of mine who is uh, into the Gumpla groups, he is. Well, he wouldn't tell me he likes certain songs, but he wouldn't be able to tell me an artist. Yeah, well, and like uh, I love the first opening for 0083 Stardust Memory, which is the winner by Mika Mutsubara. 
And but you know it's it's, it's really obscure. I, I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people in the Gundam community who haven't watched Double O Eighty Three Startup. So yet. I think most hardcore hardcore fans have probably watched it. Now I have not yet because I'm finally diving into the old stuff. But so, oh, so I will good. say Gundam Seed is what really got me into Gundam. And when I was younger, I watched Gundam Wing, but I couldn't get into it. Same with G, Gun- G Gundam I actually got into, but the theme songs didn't wow me. But I didn't get into Wing, so I didn't get the whole appeal at first. So Seed was the first one that got me to freaking love Gundam. And I know Kyo is going to freaking chew me out for this because he hates Seed. Me and him go round and round on this. But I will say, like, TM Revolution, because of that opening theme song for Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny, they are so epic. Like, Invoke and Ignite are super epic theme songs when you hear them. I mean, first thing I think of is in the original Gundam, I think of the Strike just flying out of there. And of the ship, of the Archangel. And then in Destiny, I think of the... Hmm, what does Shin pilot? Because Destiny was not good. <laughs> But when Shin, you know, like, comes out, his gun to morphs. Like, it it just morphs. And it's, like, so iconic and it fits. And with Tamaki Nami, her theme songs, I think of her. I think of, I actually think of Fiction Junction Yuka and their ballads when people start dying and they play that as insert songs. That's the, that is so memorable to me. And Find the Way for Nakashima Mika, that's one of the songs they use since when it gets near the end of the series and the final arc and a lot of people start dying. It's There are certain epic moments that for Gundam for me, those are the songs that stuck with me because it fit exactly with every part of the show and its meaning. So, like, but it, like, like Grace for, said, it goes with the show. It goes with the show. And like, you know, for me, you guys, you, you mentioned this earlier with Lark. I don't equip them to... To full metal. To full metal, I equipped them to double O. They so. did Gundam Double Zero, didn't they? Yeah, they did Daybreak, Daybreak Bell. So I totally forgot about that. It's been years since I watched Double Zero. I think of, mm, oh my god, it's been so long since I watched Double Zero. There was a super epic one in that, and I loved Double Zero. Actually, a I, lot of people hated it. I, I I've had a hard time getting like. It's one of those things as a huge Gundam fan. I, I don't know if it's for me or not. Like, I, I've watched, like, the first two or three episodes. It's out I'm there. I'm not feeling it. It has really good music, though, because I actually bought it. Ash Like Snow was the big one for me, and Friends by Stephanie. But mm-hmm. me, for Stephanie, it was because I loved her, and I didn't know she did Double Zero. And I actually started watching it because of that song. So, yeah. if, if you go back and you actually watch, like, the original 79 Gundam, it's really interesting because they did the whole... We write the... the Because it's 1979, like, they're doing, like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, the first Common Rider opening in a lot of ways. This is very old-style song where, you know, they talk about Aruto and how he's going to save the day. And it's it's kind of catchy, I guess, but, you know, it, it doesn't really stick with you in a meaningful or interesting manner. And it's, and yeah. it's really interesting how, as the anime industry is is the word i'm looking for has evolved over time because they because they did do like you know those before they started licensing songs they would do like original anime openings where you know they would just write about the show and they would sing about it and either you would love it or hate it i mean sir some do still like there's there's a there is a group that specifically just does anime songs 
that yeah. talks about the show and that didn't really straight too far there's still that happening but yeah you are right when the music industry and the anime industry grew significantly to go international they decided to go out and do work hand in hand and work on these productions to just have songs that might not be vaguely reminiscent to the show but have the same quote-unquote themes Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and like with the older ones i actually want to bring up slayers because if you look at the older anime and slayers is the perfect example they used a lot of the actual voice you know the voice actresses doing the theme songs like haya shibata megumi did lena inverse and she did the opening ending theme songs pretty much and she teamed up with one of the other um, voice actresses mm. to do the opening one, which is, which I always get stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes back to like, well, like case in point, Sailor Moon. If you watch Sailor Moon, what's the opening theme song about? It's about how Sailor Moon's going to kick everyone's ass. So, mm-hmm. yep. And Slayers is about how they're going to defeat all the monsters because they say that you know, in the beginning they have their whole little speech about defeating the monsters. Yeah, and so. that's what Slayers is, you know? So I feel like looking at that and look at Amagami-sama, that's another one where a lot of the the three main vo- vocalists actually did the opening theme songs, so. So, yeah, I mean, as the industry also evolves, we kind of get into that thread of having the CUs actually sing the song that they're a part of, and that kind of grows with the... Th- the trend we got you'll see this a lot with certain other like series and i know isekai series do these where they cheap out on getting an actual artist and they just use the cus that are in the series to do the songs so it's something that i've been kind of noticing as of late and you got premises or animes that are basically about being in the music industry like love live and idol master and bang dream for that master for that matter and when the when the anime for d4dj comes out there's all their songs are probably going to be from the artists themselves that are mm-hmm. part of the series so it's quite interesting to kind of see that and you know we could go on and on about this but let's kind of put a, a pin in this and maybe we can do this as a future episode where we can talk more about this but it's good to have this talk because you know we we haven't really talked about anime the three of us and what it relates to the industry in a while because we didn't really get to do that with the openings because well a i wasn't on that episode and we weren't able to do that all too much when i was on it for the ending and for our special anime episode on the youtube we talked about it a bit but not too much but it's it's good that we get to kind of talk about this as a whole with the three of us. I agree. I agree. It'd be. I think this will be a great for future episode. Oh yeah, without anime, I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here today doing the show with you guys. So I'll I'll take that away from here because I had this week's reigns on Music Corner, and I want to give a shout out to Ken on this because he's the reason I got into this artist as he recommended him. So we're going to talk about the Japanese rapper, Indy, and sometimes he just calls himself IND. And he got his start as a member of the hip-hop groups, the Otogi Banashi and Creative Drugstore. So Otogi Banashi start- formed in 2012 and released their first album that same year. Creative Dr- Drugstore would later form in 2013, so he has been a part of both of these. And this was his first experience as he joined the 
Otogi Banashi in high school, and he worked on two albums with them. In 2017, he actually released a self-produced solo mini-album called D.O.S. And I would love to find that somewhere. Unfortunately, it's not available. In 2019, he launched his solo project, which was his big... Uh, and his big first release was the solo mini-album called Indoor. And then he released two works this year which we're definitely going to get into is outdoor and input and it's amazing to see what he's done in such little time so he pretty much has a he's very interesting as this is more of a solo project he's doing and he's a very he's a deep voice and it really reminds me of old school hip-hop in the west and I think that's what drew me to him more than anything because of the beats he has and his rap style. So, and I want to go into that as one of his songs, On My Way, which is the one that really drew me into him as he teams up with industry veteran Kriva, who is very is a very famous hip-hop artist and has done songs with many people and then solo works. And it really shows the ele- elements of hip-hop and how he incorporates that. And I love the use of the trumpet in there with the mellow beat and just the combination of him and Creven. That is just a nice mixture. I love this one and this made me go, okay, I need more. And his latest track, Weekday, which actually the music video just dropped. Um, the flow in his rap matches so perfectly with the beat and the lyrics. And I also like it because the lyrics are relatable to anyone who listens so for me that's the other thing with uh ind is his lyrics he pretty much relates to everyday life and i really like that about him and that's the way i see him differentiate than western rap is it used to be like that it's not like that now however he definitely has the feel of urban and western rap because of how he does his beats and his rap style and but I like how he incorporates his lyrics in into it that are meaningful. Um, the other one I absolutely freaking love is determination, and this is one that stuck stuck with me. And it's on outdoor, his mini album outdoor from this year, and it just has a heavy beat to it, and he utilizes a more aggressive rap style. In it, and it kind of shows like a little bit harder side of him. However, you can feel the determination in this track. And I think that's why it stuck with me is it just pulled me into this. And I'm like, man, he's really determined about this. And it kind of gave me a little bit of a push too is when I was working and helped me push through some of the stuff I was working on. So I just for him, he has so many great tracks. And I'm, I'm so glad he did two releases this year because it's, it's been great currently has two studio albums with the Otogi Banashi, which are Toy Box and Business Factory. He has a self-produced mini-album and three solo project mini-albums, Indoor, Outdoor, and Input. You can find his solo project albums all on Apple Music, and I highly recommend checking them out. They should be available on all other digital platforms as well. And Input is his latest release. Check out his official website and music video weekday on our site and that way you can read more about him on here as well but I highly recommend you checking him out he is one that I'm going to be looking out for and I hope he keeps up the solo project but I'm curious about hearing your thoughts especially because he has a more western style to him Indy is 
for me, see, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how I want to phrase this. Uh, he is a very interesting and talented artist. I can definitely hear that in his compositions and what he does. I listen to all of his solo EPs, uh, his input EP, his outdoor EP, and his indoor EP. And uh, he's cranked out a lot of music in a short time, which I do find very impressive and interesting. The, the thing that really gets me with this particular artist is his particular style. It, it is that urban westernized rap style and that that's just not the rap i enjoy listening to it's not the kind of rap i i particularly like but I, i'm not going to just throw him out the window because he raps in a style i i'm not a huge fan of he does have some pretty solid songs uh i did find his input ep to be fairly enjoyable all things considered uh i really did like the song breathe I felt like that song really worked really well with his particular style and just the way that that song worked, I, I felt like it suited him very well. But yeah, for me, I, I don't think he's bad or terrible. I'm, I'm glad Luna picked him. You know, it gives me a chance to, you know, listen to somebody. And I've been wanting to find a new rapper for a while. It's like, I love Root Alpha. I'm looking for somebody else uh, along his lines. And stuff like that but and so i'm always eager to listen to and try out new rappers even if you know the rap style is not my thing I, I i enjoy trying to find new rappers to listen to so you know he, he was interesting i can see the appeal i think he's gonna go places i think he's gonna be big i could see him definitely blowing up big in the west if he can get exposure in the west i think he'll be huge like i said his his style just was not to my liking so that's about all I can really say about indie. Yeah, no, no. I, I, when I first was listening to him, I was like, it's either going to be a really big hit or a really big miss for you. I, I already kind of had that in mind. Not to say, like, like I w was thinking of doing him originally, but then you chose him. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just let her, let her have this one because he is a fantastic artist that I would like to do highlights on. And yeah, his rap style, I mean, this genre type of rapping that he does, it is very urban style and it isn't for everyone. If you're not really into urban style rapping, if you like that R&B style, you'll be much more turned off by him. What I do like is a lot of his compositions do really fit to what he wants to hit his vocal scheme, so to speak. So that really does work for him. And that's one of the things that really did attract to him. And I think his latest EP input is probably one of his more better works because he decides to go out a little bit more wider and a little not so heavy on the style that he does so much to speak. I mean, their weekday is a really good song, but it, I honestly, a lot of his songs that I can hear, uh, I can hear it from is in like sports and like basketball, I can hear this easily in a 2K20 game. Like I wouldn't mind hearing this in like a Foot Locker, and that that's one of the appeals for him because his style is a very Western style. So I I'm happy you chose him because I do get to talk about him, and he is an artist that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. So, and he's a part of Summit Summit, which is a very good collaboration of artists that do these fairly western style and rap and r&b styles which is really good i mean it's good for the for the industry that they try to evolve and because they're taking on a style that is fairly western inspired so well, I'm, and it, if it weren't for you 
I probably wouldn't have gotten into him and I never would have heard of him. And I'm so glad you told me about him and sorry I took him from you, but he was a great breath of fresh air from what I usually listen to. As you know, I don't usually go for male rappers or vocalists, but his input EP is fantastic. And I agree with you. I could totally see him being played like with basketball. And I think it's just the style of his beats. It would fit perfectly with it. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of what he does because I feel like with each EP he does, it gets better and he's starting to find his flow, mm. if that makes sense. Because yeah, I thought no. Indoor was good, but then I loved Outdoor and then I heard Input and I liked Input better than Outdoor. Yeah, so, so like, there's that and like there's like a bunch of artists that that kind of do this and I do like what Indie does with it and he he's getting better with each release and the the fact that his releases are getting much more faster with his releases are really good but i think that's also outdoor and and input was fairly close they were like a month away from each other from releases but yeah it's because of the the ongoing crisis i think he had just a lot of free time to make input on on the side as already outdoors yeah, it makes sense. I was wondering why he got him up so fast because I'm like, artists don't usually get a mini album up this fast, but I like that he, he did that because it gave everyone a chance to check out more of his music. Yeah, so there's good things about this artist that I, I would like to see future in the future with, and he has a ways to go, and I can't wait to see more about it. Same, same. So yeah, thank you, Luna, for being able to introduce us to her to him. Yeah, thank oh, you, thank It was fun You're listening welcome. to him, even if he wasn't the biggest uh, pick. I, I did enjoy it. I know, it's hit or miss, but I'm glad everyone got a chance to check out a new artist. And thank you, Ken, for getting me into him and checking him out, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, with that, let's go on to the Oricon here. And it was predictable from what I've uh, assumed was going to happen with the Yunezakanshi stuff. But let's uh, let's start off at number 10 here. And number 10 is Lemon, which we haven't seen in a good long time by itself. So it's it's good to see it. And and it was Luna's number one track. So there's not nothing much we can say. You can, if you want to hear our modern day thoughts of Lemon, go listen to our Yunez Kenshi song a podcast that was released earlier in the week. So go right ahead. But yeah, this week it sold a lovely 19,186 points. And then continuing on up to number nine, it is Make You Happy by Need You. So... I found out a reason why this song is very, very popular, and okay. it's I'm, I'm because mildly interested to hear this. Why is this? Song yeah, popular? it's really freaking big in the TikTok, the Japanese TikTok community, because of oh. the dance that they do. That dance they do in the chorus, a lot yes. of freaking people do it. Like a lot of my friends are doing that's that dance. It's been a while since I've watched the music video. I'd have to go back and rewatch the dance, but I, I can imagine. I can imagine. I know the uh, USA dance is pretty big on, I think, TikTok too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. So. <laughs> I can yeah, see so that. Japan, I can totally Japan see Japan loves TikTok, so that, that's one thing. So, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people doing that around on the beach because of summer and all that stuff. So there, there's one thing for that. So there, that was one of the main reasons why it ended up becoming so popular. And... Yeah, so I, I, I finally understand. 
That's good. Like, That's good. I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was a bad song per se or anything like that. Just, I, it, I mean, was, like I said, it, it's the best out of their mini album that was released, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it, it just it had weird staying power. I'm like, I, I mean, this isn't a bad song, but why is it still here? But yeah. I, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, Make You Happy sold a lovely 20,918 points. And going on up is Hadaka no by Aimyo. Nothing much we can say about that except, you know, she's continuing her trend. And I'm pretty sure that this is probably going to be one of the more popular tracks at the later half of the year, which is evidence with this. So, but this week, Hadaka no Kokoro sold a lovely 21,013 points. And going on up to number seven, it is Umatoshika, which is good. I mean, we, we talked about it a bunch of times also, and it is in our intro for the kenshi song so nothing much we can say there if you want to hear our thoughts about it our modern thoughts about it go listen to last week <laughs> but this week it's sold a lovely 23,645 points and number six is kosui by eito nothing more we can say he has gained much popularity from these this release the last couple months so good for him and this week it's sold a lovely 28,062 points and Next on up to number five, it actually dropped one position to Yodani Kakeru by Yao Sobi. Once again, she's done amazing work since the whole stay at home crisis and everything like that has been happening. So good on her. And this week it sold a lovely 31,269 points. And going on up, here's your second chance to talk about Kanden. It is Kanden by Yunizu Kenshi. But uh, if you want to hear our modern day thoughts, <laughs> you can probably listen to the podcast, right? Or, or, or my regret for uh, uh, being so hard on it in the beginning. Yes, uh, yeah. So uh, if you listen to the Kenshi Yonezu podcast specifically, uh, I really go into more detail about this. But just a quick highlight: I was too hard on this song earlier when I first heard it, and I've finally been able to figure out the song and what it's doing. And the song's grown a lot on me. Uh, if you do want to hear more, definitely check out the Kenshi Yonezu. I, I break it down and why the song is actually really, really damn good. Go check that out. But yes, uh, I am glad it's here. You know, I'm the more I hear Kanden, the more I come around on that song. Actually, I think if we did this show tomorrow, it might actually be in my top five. You know, that's, that song has grown a lot on me and I, I've grown to have a lot of respect for that song. So go check it out if you haven't. It's, it's modern jazz, which what really threw me i did not know it was a jazz song and then you listen to it and you're like oh this is jazz this is 188 percent jazz so yeah yeah definitely go check it out i'm glad it's here at number four but yeah this week condensed so they lovely 35,330 and 303 points and going on up to number three it's kite by arashi if you want to hear our initial thoughts of it it's an amazing song it is still number one for me Number one this week is a close second, a very, very close second. But Kite is still an amazing song in my mind. And I don't, I this don't week, know. I think I like number oh. one just a little bit more. I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, I can understand close. the point. It, it's it's number one. It's a very, very oh. amazing track. And if I listen probably a handful more times, it probably could take Kite as number one this week. But it, it's, it's as hard. of right now, it, it's hard. Like they're, they're hot. I mean, I mean, we're talking about like two like cream of the crop songs. Like they're both fantastic, yeah. but. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a very close call, but God, number one's... Oh, I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> yeah. So, Kite 
once again, it was only physical copies. And this week it sold a lovely 41,532 copies. And going on up to number two, it is Hello EP by Official Higidandism. So it's very interesting that this was ended up being on the single side compared to a mini album side. So there's that um, one thing here. It is a collection of several digitally released songs previously. So there it was Parabola. Parabola. Is, I believe, Parabola. Parabola. Yes, yes. And Laughter. And then Hello was released digitally a short while beforehand. And there is a new song, Natsu Yoko Sama no Neko, as number four. And I don't know how to feel about this. This is, goes to the gripes of how I felt about Official Hige overall. I mean, Parabola is the only decent song on this EP, in my humble opinion. And one out of four is still a failing grade. So, I I agree. I I think Parabola or Parabola or is the best song on the EP. Hello's okay, but I really didn't like Laughter. And then the last track, I remember it started with Nickel because the cat was by me when I was listening to it, and I told her it's a song about her. <laughs> Natsu. Natsu Yoko Sama no Nickel. Yeah. There we go. So, with with that one, it just with Natsu uh, Moyo no Neko, it just felt a, like a ballad that I was I already forgot about. But it disappointed me because I thought it would be so good and a good summer song when I saw the title, and it just. But those and laughter just it fell so hard, and hello was middle ground, you know. But like like Ken said, it really was Padaboda was the best one on there. Parabola. It it really was. And that one's still memorable to me and when it was first released digitally, I loved it. And the video was released. I mean I thought it was fantastic. But then, you know, the rest of them just fell really flat for me and I'm disappointed because Traveler was so good and the you know, and I Love was fantastic. So it's just a little disappointing. Yeah, I'm going to repeat what I said three or four episodes back. And I don't mean this to be mean or, you know, to be antagonistic towards the group. But just go away and just take a break. Take a breather. Not not so much go away, just take a break. (laughs) Yeah. My my point is just get, get, step away from this for a minute. Gather your resources. And because... If you just keep cranking and cranking and cranking and you don't have any sort of like creativity or in, you're doing anything new or interesting, you're just going to burn yourself out and you're not really going to create anything memorable or worthwhile. And Hello EP just really just re-emphasizes that. Parabola is the best song and even I'm not too high on that song, but of the four, it was easily the best. Laughter, the more I hear it, just the more I hate it. I, I think it's way too long. It's a six-minute song, and it has no business being. Fourth song's forgettable, and honestly, Hello is equally forgettable. So I, 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 I don't think this... I mean, I'm glad for them. I'm glad they're having success, and, you know, I don't want them to stop having success. But, you know, you know I want to see them... You know, have some th- sense with their tracks compared to just yeah. being a flash in a pan. That that's the whole thing. Like I I understand for both me and you, this is this the whole thing is they're being they're trying to be flash in the pan. They're trying to do what Kenshi did and try to get as much money as possible, and then they could yes. try to live off of that. Yeah. But the thing is with that 
they're trying to introduce so many different things that it ain't really sticking and they're rushing to that creativity level yeah. and it, it, it doesn't need to be that way yeah I, yeah and i mean they might be able to figure this out over years and stuff like that but you know are, are they gonna have years or you know are we gonna be talking about this group in two or three years i don't know I, like like that's the thing is uh that I, i'm concerned yeah, that, about that, that's one thing that it'll be very interesting to kind of see their career in about three two to three years from now once once we do the show for our five years if we get there hopefully we do but i if we do that's talk it. about them it'll be very interesting to kind of see what the style is then and if they're still trying to catch up to what what pretenders is it's gonna be sad at this point they're gonna be a one-hit wonder which like it's sad it's it's really sad to see a yeah a band that is they're honestly they're all around they're really good just hit that creative slump yeah and and to uh, another point that kind of goes into our favor as uh, i think we might be seeing burnout by the populace because i mean as popular as official hige dondism is this hit number two now i'll admit they had some tough competition this week but even so like like they should have been number one there's no reason that they shouldn't have been or at least been a little bit more competitive in that number two slot uh, no, but... I I wouldn't have gotten them to number one. <laughs> to, to I don't to to number one to what it is. I don't I don't bet against this particular group. Not not well, not no, so much fair. the group, but just the industry that they're a part of. I, still, I think they could have done better. I think this is a little bit on their low side. Uh, and we'll see we'll see how much staying power this has. How many weeks this is on the chart? Uh, I don't think. I think it'll be on for another week or two, if that, and it'll be gone. I don't. I don't see this having much much staying power. I think Pretender will appear once more again compared to this. Yeah, I, I think we'll see Pretender again in the future. Or I love, especially when it gets near the end of the year and it gets Kohaku time. I, I think we'll see. Uh, I think we'll see. I love pop up again. Uh, I because I, it's going to be a very big song by the end of the year. But yeah, I, I don't think this 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 EP is going anywhere. Uh, if I think if you're a fan of Official and you really like all their last stuff, I think I think this will be just fine. It'll be right in their wheelhouse. But uh, if you're like us and you're just like, well, you know, I just I really wish they would do something just a little different or. Do something that's a little, just a little bit out there, uh, you know, that that takes us a little bit more risk. I, I think we would be feeling different, but you know, this this yeah. this is same style. You know, uh, again, I hate to make this comparison, but you know, it's kind of like Nickelback, where they kind of have like the formula, and then they stick within the formula, and that's not good because your songs wind up sounding the same. You know, this is coming from the guy that likes groups where their songs sound alike. So, you know, you, you gotta you gotta mix it up a little bit. You got you gotta just get in there, do something different. I mean, I'd love to see them do like a power ballad or something. I know they got the talent. I know they could do it. Uh, just you know, see them doing something that's a little different than this. I think I think Hello EP is just a flop. I'm glad it's number two. I'm glad people are enjoying it. I'm glad it has its audience. But for me, it's just it's just not that good. It is what it is, and, and we, we've all three of us kind of harped on this at one point or another about official, and yeah, I, I I don't know how to approach this as of right now. We'll see if it continues on after this, but if not, 
then it kind of confirms our theories. But well, with that, Hello EP sold a wonderful eighty-two thousand five hundred and twenty-five points, and going on up to number one, it is Run by Sexy Zone. And by God, yeah, like I said, number number one and number three can switch on a dime because of how great number one was, and. I would run to a store and buy this if I lived in Japan. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, for me, I, I am always critical of Johnny's and the Junior specifically, but because Sexy Zone is in that intermittent zone of when they tried to experiment of what what Johnny's was going to be, I've always liked a lot of Sexy Zone's tracks. But Run is probably their best song that I've heard from them. It is freaking amazing, and I've. I've listened to it at least 20 times already over the course of the last two or three days. Oh, I completely agree. Run is amazing. And I know sometimes I'm iffy on Sexy Zone, but the first listen, I immediately said to myself, man, I wish this was available digitally and I'm so tempted to buy it. If there's there's another thing I want to buy on CD Japan, I might add this to my order because it's that good. I mean... I cannot say enough about how fantastic this was and can Sexy Zone please do more stuff like this because this is like too good. Oh, oh my lord. This this song is easily, in, in my humble opinion, it's the song of the week. It was fantastic. I, I really wasn't expecting a whole... I mean, Sexy Zone, I, I mean, I, I've liked their songs in the past. They've been kind of hit and miss with me, but they really have never left like a big, big impression on me. So I wasn't expecting too much when I booted this song up, but my God, is it good. It just hits all the right notes. It's this fun song. It's got a good melody to it. The guy's harmonization is just completely on point. I mean, you just hear this amazing, fantastic number and it just makes you want to run out and buy it. It really does. It just like makes you want to go out and oh my lord, I, this is was just the treat of the week. And yeah, I'm with I'm with Luna. I'm I'm like I am this close to picking it up. I've never bought Johnny's anything, but I am this close to grabbing it from CD Japan because it was it, it's just phenomenal. It, it is yeah. Oh my god. It's it's so amazing. The chorus is just what kills it for me. Honestly, it's one of the better things I've heard in a long time. Now that chorus and, is is the hook right there. That is the hook. It's so good. And you you get people that comment saying that you know I'm not a Johnny's fan, but this song is amazing. And I was I I, I mean I'm a Johnny's person, but Six Zone was. They're not my cup of tea at certain times, so I wasn't sure what to listen to. But Run just will... It makes me anticipate what their next single is going to be, if they're going to continue this style or not. If they are, then more to them. They already they know what they got, and they're, they're getting back that additional member, so who knows what's going to happen there. Oh, I agree. Like, I want to hear more like this from them. I mean, this is so good. And like you said, Ken, it's the chorus. And I I just cannot say enough about how much I love this song. And I don't buy much Johnny's. It's mainly Adashi. But I'm about ready to hit order on this because it's that good. I mean, if they could do more, 
more like this. I cannot say enough. This is my song of the week right here. Yeah, yeah. I, the the I do wish it was digital because if it was digital, there's a really really high probability this would be in my top five for the end of the year. But because it's not digital, and I have to go out of my way to listen to it, you know, probably fade in the background. And I won't and I won't I won't remember it for the end of the year. But you know, that that's just a problem with uh, technology, I guess. Uh, but this song is fantastic. The song is absolutely amazing. Man, it is it is in my top five right now of the year. Just like period. Like this song is just really, really good. I think there's like only like two or three songs that I like this is a little better than this. Fantastic song. Like absolutely wonderful song. Yeah, and they, they killed it on the single side too, all things considered. As for physical copies, it sold 245,514 copies. And if that seems a little low to you guys... It's because the number one on the album side wiped the floor of everything else. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that what it was. And when, let's kind of look at the the albums real fast here. We got the at number 10, Idol Master, Master Artist 4, number 2. It's mostly the character songs for this particular art character for idol master you got bootleg which we haven't seen in a while by yuneza kenji at number nine we got make you happy by need you we got live live by ak69 which is good because ak69 is a phenomenal artist mm-hmm. so we we also got number at number six special thanks by toyama toyama now who is a very successful seiyu and she is very very successful she's probably highly up there in my personal list of of seiyus you got Traveler by Official Hige increasing to number five, which is kind of ironic there. Then you got number f- number four, Map of the Soul 7, Journey by BTS. It's slowly but surely going down there. And then you got Tosaku by Yoroshika at number three, kind of bumped down from last week. But at number one, obviously, it is going to be the lovely Yonezu Kenshi with Stray Sheep at a bombastic 1.015 million just total. can i say good for him like this is beyond i mean we knew he was gonna hit the top but that that is just killed everything we've seen i feel like so far this year especially this is an album and i mean i will say there were several editions including the amazon exclusives and probably other retailer exclusives and you think about how many of those sold because I bought the version with the art book. Oh. I just pulled the trigger and bought it this week. You're talking about 60 or so bucks. Yeah, it's like 60 For one copy. Yeah, the and the bulk of these numbers are physical. It's over 900,000 physical copies. So, like, the vast majority of, of this number is physical, which is just crazy. Or almost. It was like 879,000 were physical. Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. It's like 880 or something like that. But it's it's phenomenal nonetheless because you think about this, this is $40 at minimum. So yep. the industry kind of just shot itself in the arm just from this release alone. This and last week with Odyssey with Kite. So the Kite was like, what, 900,000 if I remember correctly? Like It was pushing a million. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, with, with the last two releases alone, already made close to a million to two million yep sony so that's and, good for the industry sony and johnny's sony and, happy and john johnny's sony and johnny is happy i'm pretty sure sony is hella happy that's why they're pushing all these promotional items all over across japan because they know what they got oh and yeah mm-hmm. obvious obviously he's 
already already sealed artists of the year and probably album of the year just by this release alone oh unless, we haven't seen unless, an album even get remotely close to these numbers yet yeah unless odyssey brings out another thing out of nowhere but i don't think they are going to make an album this year i think they're not no. I think if if they do they'll it'll be literally at the end of the year and that might be a dark horse but i think kenji got this for artists and album of the year at this point for sales wise yeah i agree and, but yeah i mean it's good that we got to talk about the things we talked about it's it's very interesting and i'm happy that we did the kenji podcast before we got the numbers because it was very good for us in our sake anyway but yeah i want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode you can check out all of us at all the social media stuff you can check out the the podcast at twitter and instagram at ongakadu you can check out the website at ongakadu.com make sure you check out our youtube channel where we have several of our episodes on youtube form and including exclusive anime episodes so go check that out go check that out you can also check out our affiliates karyu hunter he is a twitch streamer who just loves donkey kong for some whatever reason Love hate relationship with that. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter. K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. You can also check out our other affiliate, Timber Taff, who is a Twitch streamer in his own right. He is currently going through Zelda Ram, Ram, Randomizer. I think he's about almost done with that. And I think he's going to move on to Paper Mario. We were talking about that earlier in the week and you can check it out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft t-i-m-b-r-t-a-f-t you can also check out your sister rose who is going through monster hunter i saw her going through monster hunter a couple times and you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y you can also lastly check out our affiliate fangirl has no name she is a variety twitch streamer who does so many games and is very heavily embedded with the Zelda community. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name. F A N H A S N O N A M E. And you can check out the podcast that I do with Fangirl, Kyo, and Timber called Potasaurus. This week it was just me and Timber and the hilarity that goes along with that. So you can check out everything for that podcast just look up Koryu Hunter same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services you should find it and yeah uh, you can find me at Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream Aina Aiba video games Bang Dream Seiyu's Bang Dream visual novels and did I say Bang Dream? yeah Bang Dream and you can also check out Renford at Renford D and where can we find you Luna? You can find me on Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet at LunaMaria87, and you can find me on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna. If I do tweet, I tweet about horror-related movies and stuff, anime, and J-pop, and you can see pictures on my Insta. And you, Greg, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about, you know, what I'm watching, what I'm playing, what I'm listening to, all that fun jazz. I tweeted out my thoughts of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I know I'm behind on that game, but uh, I 
I've always been tepid to pick it up. I, I like older Zelda titles, and a lot of the, the newer ones have never been to my fancy. And I'm, I'll, let's just say I was really glad I borrowed the game instead of spending money on it. Uh, so if you want my thoughts and opinions on it, you can definitely check out my Twitter feed where I go into much more detail. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed. And we will catch you next time. Ja matane. And this is Gray. Hope you guys have a wonderful day, and we'll see you guys right back here next week. Bye-bye.